and we're live. What's up, my man? What's going on, buddy? Uh, it's a it's been a long day, but uh, always looking forward to the uh, to the theater room episode. What's going on? Everyone who jumped into the chat, everyone from GGen, any newcomers, welcome. This is the Theater Room podcast. We talk about anything entertainment related. Basically, it's not just movies, but TV shows, some games, comic books. And I got my man Zuplex with me. It's just the two of us today. Uh, What's going on, GGen? Kind of kind of like a bunch of different news that came out. Uh, today for Star Wars, we're gonna definitely go into Halo because I got some ish to say, if you will. And then uh, we got a couple of trailers that just came out, and the big news, the big surprise today was She-Hulk. Um, the tra- first, our first real look at She-Hulk came out today, so we kind of got a lot to say Full about trailer. that. Before we jump into it, cheers! I got my uh, proper twelve ready to go. High West myself. <sighs> I'm thinking I've been it's been nothing but proper 12 for me for a while and uh I'm thinking about making a change uh once I'm done with this one switching over to something different but I don't know what yet recommendations Yeah, clearly clearly uh, I'll have to come to you you got plenty. Um so where do where do you want to start man? We got uh let's see, there's a bunch of there's a couple of Star Wars announcements, Halo Prey, The Boys season 3 trailer and She-Hulk trailer. Uh I see you got the Rangers hat which I wish I had my own hat. Um I look terrible let's in hats. So. Rangers baby. Uh, for any uh, sports oh. fans out there, uh, season uh, series two or round two, I should say, the playoffs starts tomorrow. So our boys in blue need to come out strong, need to come out firing. I'm amped I'm for the series, and I'm actually I'm, I'm actually going to be uh, recording myself watching the games. I feel like uh, you know I can't help but just jump up and down. I get too into it. So literally uh, on uh, game seven on Sunday, I thought kind of had an epiphany and said, "Why am I not recording this? I'm like a, I'm like an animal." Uh, let me uh, get this on camera and uh, share this with the G-Gen group. So that'll start with round two against the Hurricanes. Hurricanes, baby. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with Prey? Yeah, let's start with Prey. Let me pull up the trailer. It's a short teaser, but uh, kind of worth giving a look. So as I pull up this trailer here, uh, what are your thoughts just overall on the Predator franchise? For those who don't know, Prey is the name of the next Predator movie, and it's coming out on Hulu uh, this year. Actually, um, what did what did it say? I think like June or or July or August. It's coming out soon. Something like that. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Predator franchise. They're a lot of fun. The movie's been a lot of fun. Oh, uh, in like Aliens vs Predator two. Oh, even though it was like a pretty terrible movie, it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the yeah. last one I really enjoyed, even though it, it got a little weird with like the supersized predator thing. Well, so you know what's funny? I was uh, I was saying this to Steve actually uh, yesterday. I so I'm a big fan, big big fan of the Predator movies. I think that uh, just overall the concept really is just a home run, and it still is after all these years. Um, the design of the Predator is crazy, and the one mistake I feel like Hollywood keeps making, which is this is we could talk about this for any property they work with is that they keep thinking they have to like upgrade or update the predator and they don't like we like the way it looks it's intimidating the original predator from the original movie with schwarzenegger is intimidating to this day it's still a scary thing to look at there's no reason to add more technology or anything like that the movies really need to focus more on the humans wherever you know the time set is and all that stuff trying to fight this thing that's what we're interested in so they keep trying to like update it and give it these this new thing, make it bigger, like in the new Predator. You know, then they gave the human character that his like Iron Man suit basically, so he could fight Predator. Like we don't need any of that stuff. 
So this okay. new this new um, teaser. Did you watch the teaser by the way that came out for Prey? I did. I did. I watched it. Um, what you and think? That's kind of like I I agree with you, and that's why I'm a little bit worried about this version. Yeah. Predator that we're getting because it it looks like you know it's a prequel. You know, not maybe not a prequel, but it's yeah, I guess it's like sort of a sequel. August fifth is when it comes out. I guess there's no real timeline with the Predators because they could jump around so much because they'd be coming to Earth hunt forever. Right, for who knows how long, right? And so it's not like they keep hunting the same people. So it's not really a timeline. It's just different points in time that they right. are showing us. Um, but if they're going to focus on, on on the human aspect of it, like not having real like I, I don't know the, there wasn't a lot in the teaser trailer so it's yeah teaser trailer is real quick my so oh, my but. thing is i think that the idea of seeing the predator doing its hunting but like back in like the old school times just native americans trying to fight this thing and you know we're watching those kind of primitive weapons go at it with the predator it kind of calls back to in the original predator when Schwarzenegger basically had no weapons and was just making traps and trying to outsmart it. So I, I love the idea of pushing it back to that point. The fact that they call it prey instead of predator is scary to me. Cause that tells me they're trying to almost like rebrand a little bit. And what does yeah. that mean? Exactly. Does that mean that they're again, going to like enhance the predator or try and give it some sort of a different look or different mythology? It's, <laughs> I don't like. I don't know if they're gonna try and enhance it. They might. They might try and dehance it. See, but that I don't mind. Like you know, the one go that he's he's using more primitive weapons. Maybe. 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 I mean, we he, do see the three the laser on the car, on the person. So he's got some of yeah. his advanced weaponry. You know. Yeah. Maybe more primitive than what we've seen from them. But to your point, yes, I did get a big feel of like the first Predator where Schwarzenegger is using. To traps and trying to outsmart them and all this other stuff, but that movie had Schwarzenegger. Right, right. Who's and in this movie? No one can deliver. <laughs> so now, this, now this is the one thing. So uh, a couple of things that for me is, is with the Predator in general. One thing I've always been kind of fascinated by is this idea that the Predator is uh, it's it's not about like some sort of sociopathic like I just need to kill. It's a pride thing, you know. And to me, to have this alien creature that's doing this for sport and has a respect for those who can fight back and all that stuff is one of the best aspects of the character. So I love that idea. I love that idea, especially in the first Predator. And that's one of the things I liked most about the Adrian Brody Predator because that one I think is underrated. It's a, I think it's a really good follow-up to Predator overall. I um, really like that one. I love that one. I love it. Race. Yes. Up being a serial killer. Yeah, like that one was. I, feel, I remember seeing it in theaters. I've watched it a few times since then, and every time I'm like, this movie really is good, and I don't feel like anyone gives it any love. But one thing I don't like is that, not that I don't like it. How do I word this without getting in trouble? I feel like what was cool is Schwarzenegger being this big powerhouse of a person going toe to toe with this predator, and then ever since then they've kind of shrunk the hero. And almost kind of continue and continue to give give you like a smaller and smaller hero that has to use more of his brains. I kind of like the idea though of this like bulky guy who's more of like brawn, just kind of going toe to toe toe to toe with this thing. And that's kind of what I was yeah, hoping I mean, for like, the next we one. You only, know, we only saw that in the first Predator. So you really I know. Think about it, so go Predator back to it. Two, right, it was, it was Danny, uh, Glover. Danny Glover. That's right. Yeah. It was Dan, you got Danny Glover, then you go to Adrian Brody, and then you go I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the bad guy from Logan and his son essentially, yeah. and like 
Listen, I, like they, every Predator movie has something to, to like about it. I feel like they have the humor, they have the action, but uh, I don't know. I feel like they haven't nailed down the hero or the human character as well as they did with Schwarzenegger. The closest being Adrian Brody. I thought his his character was actually yeah. really well done in that movie. I I thought that whole cast in the Adrian Brody one was good because you had all of these. It was a it was a new concept for us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. transported a bunch of savage killers. Right to a planet where the the predators could hunt them it was like kind of them stocking the fields a little bit, which was a cool right. idea, a great idea. I re- um, I really love that movie. Ab- absolutely, I thought it was a great idea for a different concept to it, at least. You know what I mean? To where at least the predator wasn't coming right. to Earth and, and, and whatever. It was a good twist too that it was it was still the jungle setting, but on an alien planet. So there's still that factor of like of uh, fish out of water for all the human characters. Exactly. Plus, the human characters didn't know each other, so they're still trying to figure everybody right. else out. Right. Which is why, like, and when the when the Topher Grace thing happens, you're just, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even think of, like, why was the doctor there the whole time? And that and the other thing. And it was a really good twist. I thought it was a good way of, like, changing up the, the franchise a yeah, little bit. I agree. Um, this one, like, again, we haven't seen a lot from the from the teaser, so I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's like any real. I guess the main character is going to be the predator. Well, so that's that's what I'm scared about, right? Are we gonna so like the predators? The predator is one of those characters where it doesn't need to be demystified. You know, one part that's like scary about it is the fact that we don't know anything about it. All we know is that it's got some advanced weaponry. It can go invisible, and its sole purpose is to just hunt you down and kill you and take your skull and, and spine. So, like, to me, that's enough. I don't need to know. That's, again, another mistake that I feel like the other sequels kept trying to do was, like, you know, almost make you sympathize with the Predator a little bit or or kind of give us hints at lore. the, yeah, like, we, we don't really need that with the character. I blame the comics, to be perfectly honest, because the comic books did that, you know, and, and successfully did it. And, you know, some studio exec was like, oh, well, let's make that into the movie. But it works in the comics. I don't know that it works so well on the screen. I mean, it depends, though, because, like, even in Predator 2, when... Danny Glover finds the uh, ship, and you get that cool shot of them finding the xenomorph skull. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. big payoff. But see now that, well, yeah, I guess that's the kind of world building I'd prefer. Instead of learning more and more about how the predators, the hierarchy of the predators, I'm more concerned with what are they hunting when they're not hunting people on Earth or humans. Exactly. You know, which you do get a hint of in Predator Two. You get a hint of it in Predators with Adrian Brody. Um, but like the idea, I think in the last predator where you had kind of like the, the smaller predator and he was, excuse me, kind of like the, the crappy, like, you know, the hero predator that was trying to stop, save humanity or give him a weapon to fight the predators. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. now that's, you know, that's messed up. I do Got think, um, as a side note, I do think, uh, another pre- alien versus predator movie. Again, the, the, that's a storyline that's like ready to just explode. You know what I mean? If they just do it right, if they just take the time to really think it through, it could be an easy franchise, but oh, yeah, hundred percent. Buttersworth says, uh, yeah. Buttersworth says, uh, predator Two, instant classic. Uh, and, and Danny Glover wasn't too old for that shit. Yeah. I don't remember now. I haven't seen predator two in so long. If he ever says that line, but I mean, I've, it, I've rewatched it over the years. It's good, man. It, uh, <laughs> I gotta admit it's good. Oh, there's, there's a lot of like weird parts to it. Yeah, but again, you know, any, anything with the Predator in it's going to be entertaining, I feel like. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like a, a can't-fully-miss kind of character. 
Um, like, what do we want to see? We want to see him blow people up right. and people and dismember people and set traps and do all this other right. stuff. And and I guess you got to find interesting takes. Like the the one thing about Predators with Adrian Brody that I liked was that every single one of them was capable of fighting back. You know what I mean? Whereas in the first Predator, I guess they were all capable, but you know none of them could really come to terms with what it was until it was almost too late. I like how like like one of my favorite scenes, and I still remember getting chills when it happened in theaters, was when the Yakuza guy in Predators basically says, "All right, I'm not running anymore." He takes his sword out and challenges it to a one on one, and like you know gets you know gets killed, but does some damage. You know, I was like I was so amped for that scene. You know. Plus, that, was, that that scene is crazy in that movie. I right. love that scene. Like, the, the intensity in that scene, like, it's a it's a good freaking scene. And plus, any movie with Walton Goggins in it is just fantastic because he's just yeah, such a good actor. So. Such a good actor. But, yeah, so uh, Prey coming out on Hulu exclusively August 5th this year. I don't even know if they should put out another trailer. They should just leave this teaser and then just let the movie come out and see what happens, yeah. you know. Although, I guess they need to build up some fanfare for the movie. But let's move on. Let's go to let's see. We got let's let's go to Halo only because uh, I'm I just fucking hate Halo. So let's just go ahead and talk about Have Halo. To. Let's get it out of the way. Uh, I was calling this behind the scenes Halo uh, nine and a half weeks, the Halo version, because uh, for oh anyone who God. doesn't know, the cat's out of the bag at this point. Uh, Master Chief goes, not only has a sex scene in this one with Maki or Maki or however they say her name, Mister Magoo, we were calling her, but Cortana. <laughs> creepily just watches the sex scene and is clearly jealous or something of this this character banging master chief so at least like, it would have seemed like to me show is officially off the rails off the rails not even like, like they have no idea what what the fans the, really want from a show like this this whole show has paramount studio exec stink all over it mm-hmm it just shows that they 100%. have no idea what the fans of the franchise want, and they're they're hitting they're hitting notes right. Right, they're hitting all of these notes that work in all of their Paramount movies and all their Paramount <laughs> stuff. It's just so true. Like that. So true. And they're like, well, we 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 have to have a love scene. It's a Paramount movie. Like, we have to have a love scene. There has to be one. Like, who's the love interest? He's got to have a love interest. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Master no, he doesn't. Just Hollywood in general up. needs to get past this like need for every single movie to have a love interest and to have some sort of romance angle. We don't need that. Look at Shang Chi. There was no, there was no love angle there. Mandalorian. Look at the Mandalorian. No love angle. Well, I guess the love is between Grogu and Mandalorian, but there's no real like romance like- plot. You know what I mean? We don't need it. They keep trying to force this. And it's just it's just brutal. It's just brutal, honestly. Insane. It's ridiculous. Insane. Like like this whole this whole season of the show has just had like studio. We th- like we need a B storyline with Juan yeah. Ha. Like we we need we need another storyline. Because how else are we gonna fill episodes? We got to do nine episodes. We can't do six. Can't. It's absolute trash. Episodes. Have to do this. We have to we have to hit these beats. You know. Um, we'll build the story. We'll build the story. You, you always know? hear about these executives who are like, we need the, the what do they call it, the, the human character that fans can latch on to so that they can kind of yeah. enter the world fresh just like this character does. No. No, we don't. I still maintain, and this is for any property that already exists in a certain medium and they're trying to bring it to the big screen. If you make the movies for the fans of the original property – it will be or the show it will be good enough that it will draw in 
people who never read the original property. And then those people will go and read the original property. Walking Dead is a perfect example. I never read the Walking Dead comics. I don't even know if I ever heard of the Walking Dead comics. By the end of season two, I ran out and bought the first however many, 80 issues, whatever it was, because the show was just so good. I said, I got to know. What's coming? What's coming in the in the coming up? You know what I mean? It's a perfect example. It's just ridiculous. Like, even if you look at it like now nowadays, right? Like everybody thinks Walking Dead was like this massive like comic. It wasn't. It no. was so small. No, it's so small. Right. That's why that's why Walking Dead number one, like a first print of that book, is so expensive now. Right. Because they they didn't print that many because it was a small run of a comic of an indie comic that no one was reading at the time. Right, gained some groundswell. People started enjoying it. People started liking it. Grew naturally. Grew organically. They made the show, and then it really blew up. And everybody right. wanted to read the comics. Everybody was going buying backlogs of omnibuses and all this other right. stuff. Right, right. My brother's a perfect example. How you do it? And then they, they ended up butchering that too. But. Well, <laughs> my my brother is not a comic book person. He's not. I mean, like he's not like a zombie person. He really doesn't like. He likes sci-fi stuff, but not as much. Like not like me. You know, I'm like a big dork and all that stuff. He's not as much into that stuff. He's more of the sports guy. He's more of like the down to earth kind of guy. But Walking Dead, the show, was so good that he owns more Walking Dead stuff than I do. Like exactly. he just he, and and to your point, it, it, you know, the the comic blew up after the show blew up. You know, I'm trying to think. Like even Harry Potter is another example. The movies were made for people who knew the books. And the movies were so good because of that, and that created more fans who wanted to go read the books. I mean, exactly. you can you can go down the list for all these things. You know, the Star Wars, was, most of the movies, Marvel is like a great example. Last, like, there was a point where the like the last Harry Potter book wasn't out yet, and right. they're still doing the movies for the first like four books or something like that. Made the the book five and six of the right. series. Blow up, hundred percent. I remember. Like, had so many people in, interested in the property right. at that point. I was working retail That's- at the time, and I remember trying to. I think I worked at Best Buy, and at the time they sold uh, books. We got the books in, and I basically took a copy and was in the appliance department reading it days before it released because I just needed to know what happened, you know. But like, and Halo is just a frustrating example. It's a show. It's a game, I should say, that shouldn't really require. A lot of effort to make a good show, and it, it really should. They're putting and in amazing. more effort to ruin it, and it's frustrating. It's amazing. Mr. It's Buttersworth like, says, uh, "Preacher is another example. It's a great show and a great comic. That is a great example because I never heard of it. Oh, of course. Then I, I watched the show. The show was awesome, so I went to read the comic. You know, it's like one hand feeds the other if you just do it the right way. That's what that's what it comes down to. It's just because and." It's because the studio execs aren't affiliated with like Disney or Fox, right? Even give Warner Brothers, like, even though they screw up all the time, you know yeah. what, these, what, what trash DC is at this point. But these these studio execs, like, they have to, they, they think they're the smartest guys in the room when it comes. To, Paramount's been making movies forever. Right. We, we've right. been we've been making we made The Godfather, like like. Right, and they think, oh, we know what we're doing, then listen to us. Like, we know the movie business. This is how we know the television business. We've been making this stuff for for decades, you know, for 100 years we've been making it, blah, 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 blah. And they put out this stuff, and everybody's like, what are we watching? Right, right. I watched that episode, and I was just like, what is this? This isn't a It's a frustrating. 
anything to do with Halo. It's a frustrating thing. You know, it's not. You know, it's missing the mark when even someone like me who isn't a doesn't know the game's lore that well understands that they're fucking up. You know what I mean? The sex scene was bad yeah, enough, but then you know they they spent all season pointing and zooming in to that fingernail lightsaber that uh, Maquis had. And for what? Just so that she could pull it out? I guess that was a big moment to show she trusted humans. I mean, you knew she was going to turn on them anyway. I think next week is the finale. And I, I said this uh, to, to Steve. It's like season two has already been greenlit. And I find myself kind of just counting down the days until this until season one is over. Not because I'm excited for the finale. Just because I'm excited to not have to watch it anymore. And I, I you be know, surprised if they, if they pull back and don't give us season two. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be either because I, you know, the, you know, they might be saying it's performing so well, but we all know it's not really performing that well. Buttersworth says, There's uh, no one saying anything good about it." Buttersworth says, "Preacher was such a great show because Seth Rogen took control of the show, and that's what Halo needed." No, that's actually a good point though, because Seth Rogen is was he took control of the show because he's a fan of the comics. Excuse exactly. me. Like he well, he's a fan of the comics first, and then the making the show second. You know, and he's that Earth. gives me hope about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because again, he grew up with those characters, he grew up with that property. So for him, it's like let me not let somebody butcher it. Let me take it. I know what I'm doing, and then I'll make something that fans love. You know, exactly. But, but yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just a miss all around, and and like I said, it's just, big time. It's it's crazy to me because it's like you could you could tell that it's got it's got that studio exec think all over it because you know they were in a meeting and they're like well we can't just call him master chief the whole time yeah what's his real name name. give him a name all right what's something everybody will john let's call him john let's call him john and we'll keep it mysterious because we won't give him a last name you know call him john and like you just know for a fact somebody behind the scenes was like well he doesn't really take his helmet off and some big wig was like well what are we supposed to do pay some actor not show his face yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. The conversation that happened. Steve you know actually made a good point. So you know, we keep talking about how don't take the mask off. You can still portray your your emotions, whatever. And we keep using what examples? Uh, the Mandalorian, Dread. We keep talking about those same two. Per- the best example though of some of an actor, and this is like a well known actor with a recognizable face who took a role and didn't show his face once. Hugo Weaving in V for Vendetta. How great of a movie is that? We do not see his face once. We hear his voice. Everything else is physical. And it's one of the most charismatic performances in the entire movie. So and don't you can't tell stupid. me that. Like <laughs> And the mask is stupid, yes. And he but he made it work. His dialogue is pretty on the nose, like the Wachowskis wrote it. You know what I mean? So they don't know how to write subtle dialogue. They write very specific, very like obvious dialogue. And yet but they didn't direct it, right? They correct. And yet Hugo Weaving took that and turned it into this phenomenal performance, this memorable performance that, to this day, people still quote. So you can't tell me that you can't do it with Master Chief. That was another one that paid perfect fan service to the actual books. V for Vendetta. Right. Like, that was page for page. Like, it's one, probably one of the most accurate right. uh, book movies as far as to the actual property. Right. Um, and next to Watchmen, and I don't, I don't know that anybody has a complaint on how they adapted it. Anyone who knows the comics, or, or I guess it was a graphic novel more than anything, um, anyone who knows the property knows the movie did a phenomenal job adapting to the big screen. And yet here we are, all these years later, with our first real video game live action show adaptation, 
And they started off strong and then just took a nosedive. And it's just getting worse and worse. And I, was, I almost I almost want to say they didn't even start off strong. <laughs> but you know what, though? That's how bad the show is, right? Like, it's gotten so bad that it's <laughs> yeah, ruining the first like, episode. Like, <laughs> it's gotten so bad that, like, even that first episode, like, looking back on it now, I'm, like, looking at, back through, like, sour grape lenses, you know yeah. what I mean? Where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> like, and, and think about that. We're clinging to the the first, say, 15 to 20 minutes of the, or let's say the first half hour. Let's give it a half hour of the first episode. We're clinging to the last, say, 15 minutes of, like, episode, I don't know, five or six, I, whatever it was. I, I, I swear like, to God, I will almost put money on it. There is not a huge battle at the end. If the, honestly, because, like, so it, I thought of this uh, last night. They had that big battle, like, big, not battle, the big fight scene at the end of last mm-hmm. episode. So for anyone who watched the episode or if you didn't watch the episode, uh, basically, Dr. Halsey decides she's going to take over the UNSC or something. I don't know. I was half paying attention. She activates the two Spartans that didn't remove their emotion chips and made them go after Master Chief. And there was like a hand-to-hand fist fight, the two of them versus him. And he didn't even have his armors on or his armor on. You know, big fucking shocker. And he was getting would his he, ass beat. Why would he? He hasn't worn it the whole season. No, instead he was dressed like <laughs> Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Um, but so that fight scene was it was pretty fun and all that kind of crap. But like... You know, it's literally like saying, you know, it's the best piece of crap out of a giant pound, of, uh, you know, giant mound of turds. It, it's just none of it is that good. And I don't know. I don't know that they can write the ship by the end of the season. They have one more episode. And unless this next episode is some giant battle on the Halo and like we get literally 40 minutes of just Covenant versus Spartan like battles. I you know. think that's what we're going to get, bro. No, we're not. Because at, by the end episode, of it, I Master Chief like is being captured. Like. And like him and him and Miki or whatever her name is, they're gonna embrace each other. Miki's close enough. Who knows? Who gives a shit? Do <laughs> we... and Miki are gonna like brace each other to to weld the things back together? Yeah, and, and it'll, it'll end like that. She's That's gonna she's sad. gonna decide she loves him so much that she's gonna save humanity. Like get the oh my gosh, Cortana's gonna you know express her love for him and basically reveal that she was masturbating to them having sex. It's so frustrating. The show is just so annoying. Buttersworth says Master Chief should have made love with the helmet on. That would have been an Emmy performance. What would have cracked me up, honestly, and it wouldn't have surprised me, is if, you know, he's got his helmet off for most of the season, his armor off, and, like, right before they go to bang, he's like, hold on one second. And he puts just the helmet on. And we just have a scene of him naked with just the helmet on banging her. I would have been like, you know what? I fucked this show. I would have turned it off, and I would never watch it again. But I don't want to watch it anymore. Here we, now I'm pot committed, so I gotta watch the finale. That's, but like, that's why I feel like too, where pot committed is a good like way I'm to say. I'm not it. excited. Like I'm, I'm like literally just gonna like watch this because I have to at this yeah. point. Like, no, but, but honestly, pot committed is the right way to say it. We have just no choice. Yeah. We've we've got all our chips in. This is it. All in or nothing. Just just finish it up. So that's our take on uh, Halo episode eight. You know, and now think about this though. Halo dumpster fire. <laughs> think about how upset we are, and this is the penultimate episode. This is supposed to set up the finale. We should be at, we should be coming out of this episode like, yo, this next episode is gonna be crazy. And both of us are just like, yeah, I guess we gotta watch one more. <laughs> like, oh, that's just brutal. It's just brutal. It's so bad, man. All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to something I- uh, that I enjoy. Let's talk. Uh, let's go with Star Wars. Just a couple of announcements. There's no uh, no episodes to talk about here. Uh, but so for anyone who doesn't know, Vanity Fair just did a, a released a cover and a whole article about the future of Star Wars. 
we got the man. So basically, the next show, obviously, we all know is Obi Wan. Uh, at the end of this month, May twenty fifth is when it starts. Uh, I don't even know how many episodes that is. I'm sure it's eight. online somewhere. Is it eight? Ten days. What did you say? Ten days. Ten days. Next week. Next week, Obi Wan starts. Oh wait, real quick. Buttersworth says, uh, "I'm so glad I haven't watched one episode of Halo. I had a feeling that they were going to butcher that show. They did more than butcher it, man. They put it through a meat grinder and fucking made some burgers out of it, and then didn't even feed it to humans. They fed it to some dog somewhere in a street." Feel like we gotta force the captain to watch the whole series because we had to sit through it. Right. It's only fair. It's only fair that the captain uh, has to sit through that garbage. At least he could binge it though and get it done in two days. <laughs> but anyway, so back to Star Wars. Um, we got so Kathleen Kennedy in an interview recently today actually just basically revealed that, or the interview the, it was printed today that Star Wars isn't going to be focusing on instead of just tr- individual trilogies, more of an ongoing storytelling. Similar to the way MCU does it, where the shows and the movies are all telling one cohesive story and building towards different plot lines and stuff. Um, I am all for that. However, I feel like I feel like I, this. It kind of scares me a little bit because it's kind of like that. Just because the MCU did it doesn't mean everyone else has to do it. I do think Star Wars is a property big enough to handle it if they do it the right way. Um, and it seems like they're taking their time to do it right, but apparently they basically put a hold on all the movies that they had planned because they wanted to get the shows going and kind of come up with this strategy for long-term storytelling, which is huge, you know? I think I think after the debacle that was Solo, right? Which I didn't hate the movie. Like, didn't do I great. still, and I will defend it, Solo is an excellent movie. It's an excellent Star Wars movie. It's an unnecessary movie. We just, we just didn't really need it. It's a great movie. It's really a good movie, but we just didn't need it. super difficult to have a new actor come in play a young yeah. Harrison Ford when yeah. we still have Harrison Ford. Well, that, so now that's the other thing. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, they flat out asked her, are we going to be recasting characters? Because there is a Lando show coming that's supposed to be coming at some point. And, uh, Donald Glover. Well, that's what it was. That's what the rumor was originally. But she flat out said they're, they're clearly learned their lesson from Solo. They are not going to recast any current or any current any people who can come back, essentially. So... Is that good or bad? Because in the solo movie, the only person that basically was praised for his performance was Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. So I mean, you could have gotten away with it if it was him. You know what I mean? But I, I, I don't think, think so. That that's going to be the exception to to her rule, though. I hope it is, or I could see them essentially doing a, you know, like a Lando's grandchild or something, and maybe maybe not him, but whoever they bring in to be that person, they'll bring Lando in. Uh, you know, I mean, Billy D. Williams, and then bring in a new character for him to kind of pass the torch to. Realistically, if they did use him as a young Lando Calrissian, right? You don't need to bring in any of the other characters. They could just do a show revolving around him, which is what I think they should do. To be, if I'm being honest, hundred yeah, percent. You can so even use him as a flashback, right? You can you can have both. You can bring Billy D. Williams yeah. in to play the current Lando, Ooh. maybe maybe telling his story to his future children or something like that. And then flash back to different scenes, different things we've never seen with Lando, and have uh, Donald Glover play the young version of him. So, but we like got. You said it, sorry, you good. said it before that, like, oh, um, we don't need to see everything revolve around Skywalker's right. and Palpatine. Right. And I agree with that 100%. The, right. the, the, there's so much property there, there's so right. much real estate that they can that they can spread out to. At, need to to focus on like hyper focus on this one aspect of the of the universe there's so many different directions that they go in which is why i think it's like 
MCU style of doing this. Like, let's be honest, they've been doing, they were doing MCU style before MCU was MCU. Right. Absolutely. You know, they were doing it. They, they were really the first ones to have like a, a complete and utter shared universe across multiple, multiple properties, you know? Yeah. The problem was at the time you, you didn't get the, or you didn't know it really because they weren't, not everything was like as as um, marketed. You know what I mean. Some stuff was books. Some stuff, you know, it wasn't like all on screen in front of you, so you had to go searching right. for it. Whereas now, like they can really flesh all this stuff out. There's so many different stories. Like, I would love to see a live action Bad Batch. I would love to see a live action Bad Batch. That'd be unbelievable. You know I mean? Like, I, I think that would be a, a really cool. Um, thing to do you know what i'm saying like even if you did if you did star wars rebels if you, you know if you did any of these well cartoons well i like the idea of bringing the characters from those cartoons into the live action realm which they've slowly been doing i think that you know even as bad as Bo- book of boba fett was as a boba fett fan they did a good job of just you know bringing cad bane in and bringing chrysanthemum black chrysanthemum and like just kind of you know kind of almost confirming that these shows these cartoons are canon and will have a role to play going forward you know what i mean so i love that about it and to your like like i said before and you mentioned that i've said it before but i i am a big big believer in the fact that it's a detriment to star wars if everyone is tied back to a palpatine a skywalker even a kenobi don't get me wrong don't yell at me star wars fans i love that the (laughs) obi-wan kenobi show looks good i'm excited to see vader back but I'm of the opinion that after this show, Vader should continue to be a presence, especially in that time in that time frame. But instead of having him as like a main character or giving us more and more of his backstory or whatever he was doing during that time, let him be almost like a phantom that like the legend of Vader. I mean, we keep always hear about how everyone was scared of Vader. You heard, the name was whispered because people were afraid. Like his scene in Rogue One is what we need to see more often. Just this this monster that's just coming at you, and you can't stop think, him. Like, if there's a world where, like, even though you know we're talking about not doing the Skywalkers and the Palpatines, I think there's a world where you give us the Vader show. Yeah, you know, where he's just hunting down Jedi. Yeah, because there was there's a whole there's a whole book whole about comic that. story arc. Yeah, where, where he's just hunting down Jedi for issue upon issue upon issue. That would be an awesome show to watch, yeah. and you, yeah, it's it's got Vader in it, so you're you're linking it to the originals. But same point is like he's really not going up. He's not going up against Obi Wan. He's not going up against Luke. Right. He's going up against Jedi that like you've never even heard of. I feel like too. There's actually I don't know if uh, there's a book. I, I think it's called Dark Apprentice, and the book is about Darth Maul. And it takes place right before Phantom Menace, but it basically gets his like first real mission where he's told to hunt down a Jedi. And the whole book, you're following this Jedi and a group of people who are trying to essentially report back to the council that the Sith are around, and Maul is just coming at him. There's a lot of properties there that are just worth it that I just want to see on screen. You know, another one, another good one. I forget what comic it is. My buddy Brian would know. Um, you might actually know, but it's one where Darth Vader is basically given word that there's like a, a Jedi presence on some planet. He goes to investigate. And when he lands there, it's a bunch of Sith cultists who don't believe he's the true apprentice that they clone Darth Maul oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and believe Maul's true apprentice. And the whole comic book, Vader and Maul go at it. Who doesn't want to see Vader and Darth Maul 
go at it. You know what I mean? But exactly. so like we need. But now again, that's all kind of focusing on the Skywalker uh, bloodline. I think that one of the reasons why I'm a you big fan of the Last Jedi is because it pushed us further away from the Skywalkers and Palpatines. And you, you know, I think use... that movie is one of the best Star Wars movies out there. I I wanted to disagree with that. But you could use the 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 Skywalkers, Palpatines, and everything like that to expand the universe. Oh, 100 percent. Really centered around them. Like, you can you know, even if even if the next movie we get, like, oh, Ray training Jedi, and it's about the new Jedi that she's training, then it's. Oh yeah, we still have that aspect of 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 the overall like family still being in mm-hmm. there, but at the same point, it's all about where you focus everything. Like if you you do a Vader show where he's hunting down Jedi, and the show's not really about Vader. It's You're not right. really about the Skywalkers. It's about Jedi and and like them trying to like get away from most dangerous force in the universe that i would take i would take hands down like you can call it vader if you want vader season one two three and four but make the show about other people and have vader just this presence that just at the end of every episode it's like he's all of a sudden he's there in the background you're like this fucking guy won't leave me alone i would love that i would love it so much turn vader into like the mike myers right yeah just like this this killing machine you know don't you don't have to give him any lines you just have him coming you know we got. You don't even have to have them give them much screen time. Right, right. We have. No? So they announced basically a few things. We have, basically, you know, we got Obi Wan starting. Uh, we have the Ando show, which is basically a, um, or Andor. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's basically a prequel to Rogue One, just giving us what Cassian Andor has been was doing. It's they basically revealed yeah. today that the storyline is essentially about his found home and how the Empire comes and not just takes it over, but like establishes dominance in a physical and kind of violent way. We have the Mandalorian season three, which actually they're saying is meant to be coming out this year. Um, and they're thinking maybe December, same time frame as a uh, book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, which is going to follow up on what we saw from the end of the Mandalorian season two and her quick scenes in book of Boba Fett. That's coming out early next year. At some point you figure maybe like March or so. That, and then we got, uh, like I said, we have a Lando show in the works, we have um, not a Bad Batch, but we have like a, a clone army kind of show in the works as well, too, at some point. Um, and then, you know, we, Boba Fett's supposed to come back. We don't know when he's going to come back, but he's supposed to come back. Um, and then at some point, they're going to announce more movies. I mean, they basically confirmed uh, Ryan Johnson was working on his own trilogy. They basically put that on hold. Uh, Kevin Feige has been hinting that he's working on his own trilogy, or not hinting, just kind of confirming it. But Kathleen Kennedy flat out said that. There's nothing in the works right now that she hopes she can't wait to see what he has to offer. But you know they don't have anything in stone yet, so we don't know if that's coming. Um, even, the only thing that we know is coming is Takai Waititi is definitely working on his own Star Wars movie, and so is John Watts. So John Watts, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically the guy behind the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, and that's why he left Fantastic Four. Right, because he's working on Star Wars, and he's doing a Goonies-style coming-of-age tale. In the Star Wars universe, which sounds like just a home run to me, I'm I'm with it. Like, listen, man. Like, at the end of the day, it's Star Wars, so we're gonna watch it. You know. Oh, hundred. I mean, for, for me, I'm a fanatic. I have the tats. Uh, I'm. This is, you know, <laughs> as a Star Wars fan, I never thought I'd live in a world where 
we're just going to be bombarded with Star Wars stuff. And I, I didn't feel the fatigue that the movies were that, you know, that everyone kind of said with the movies coming I out. But die. I was loving it. But, you know, you know, I do. I did think that Solo was not a necessary movie. So, you know, I'm not against them kind of put hitting pause on it and just kind of going, let's kind of regroup and just rethink what we're doing, you know. One of the things that the new the new movies did really well, and I think that Solo is going to do really well for us, is show us why the Empire is evil. Yes. Because, like, watch the original trilogy and the prequels. You never really get an understanding of, like, why the Empire is evil. Right? That's you're a good point. You're just told that they're evil. No, that's a good point. You're, you're just... Like, you never really see why they're evil. You don't see them, like, invading planets and killing people. And this, all you're just told is, like, all right, those are the bad guys. We're the good guys. Like, see, now that, but that's so, always been one of the, one of my kind of complaints. And this is one of the reasons why I don't understand why people were hating on the, the sequel trilogy so much, specifically The Last Jedi. You know, we didn't get a lot of information from about Palpatine. In the original trilogy, if you watch the original trilogy to this day, there's no information about Palpatine. We're told he's Darth Vader's boss. You got to be scared of him. That's it. We we didn't get a lot of information about Vader. You know, I mean, listen, he's an intimidating looking presence, but he didn't really do much. He choked out one person over through a um, a computer monitor and then he beat Luke a few times. But as far as like being this like villain that like everyone should be scared of, we didn't see that. Boba Fett. There was no information about him. And if anything, he got beat like a little uh, pussy boy in Return of the Jedi. And so it's like, you know, everyone wants to shit on these new movies or the prequels for, you know, not giving us enough info. We didn't get that stuff. You were supposed right. to rely, read the books, read the comics, and kind of gather that information. That was the whole point, you know. So The last Jedi that starts with the stormtroopers with the flamethrowers? The last Jedi? That? No, that's Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. right? So, like, that scene where they're mowing down a village, setting it on fire, you're like, that's why the Empire's evil. Right. Oh, right. now I get it. Like, right. Like, people like, like that. People don't give J.J. Abrams enough credit for how well he created The Force Awakens. I mean, to this day, I would, I would argue that The Force Awakens is one of the top Star Wars movies. It's 100% an homage to the ones it, that came before it. it. 100%. However... No. It did, it brought everything that was say dated in the original movies and updated them to fit our current aesthetic. I mean, again, before the Force Awakens, we got hints that the stormtroopers used flamethrowers. At least we assume they did because we saw villages on fire. But now we saw it. We saw them just flat out murder civilians for no reason. You know, we saw fucking Kylo Ren. The first thing we see of him, he kills somebody in cold blood and then stops a blaster bolt midair. And just holds it there the entire time he's interrogating and being like an asshole. Like, those are things we never saw Vader do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. We never saw Vader do it. And we got a sense of what I never understood, even as a kid. Like, as a kid growing up with Star Wars and getting older and everything like that. Like, I never understood what the Rebels were fighting for. Right. They never explained it to you. No, they never do. You're just told the Empire's bad. uh, Rebels are good. We need to we need to stand up to them and this that and the other thing and blah blah blah. blah. Right. Just like, but why are they bad? Like, what are they? What are are they doing? Like, right. The only evil act they did was blow up Alderaan. And as far as we knew, it was just one general who did it. Blow up 
Alderaan or whatever, and it's just like, but okay, yeah, they have they built a Death Star, can blow up any any, right? But my mind, like growing up at one point, I was like, yeah, but like everybody's trying to fucking kill them, so why wouldn't they build the biggest weapon that they could? Right, right. It's like, uh, you know, it's mutual destruction. Like if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Real quick, uh, it, does, it does make sense because it's just like Buttersworth. Uh, he said in the chat that uh, Star Wars future is looking bright to him. Solo explained the early years of Han, and he and Buttersworth needed that because in the movies they don't really explain it, which they don't. You know, they give you enough story, enough um, you know hints at his backstory, but they don't actually flat out tell you his backstory. And then the problem with Solo again is is just the fact that like the. It's not the actor's fault. I don't remember the actor's name. No, it's yeah, not, it's like it's like a or it's hard to say his name. Yeah. He's got he's got a, a weird sounding name. It's not his fault because he was giving an given an impossible task. Yeah, I, see he now, liked, I but he did a great job though. He really did a good job in that movie. I think the, he did, but I didn't. I but I didn't. I didn't care. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And I think that uh, I think his biggest problem or the movie's biggest problem though is that they were explaining things that didn't need to be explained. Things yeah, like, you know, like you said, I, it was a useless. It was a useless. Movie. It was just useless. Like, like part of that movie is him meeting Chewie for the first. Like time. we didn't need to see the history of the dice that hung from the mirror. You know, what I mean, we didn't need to see the origin of the solo name. Like that was just dumb. You know, some, some like some cool things that we saw was how he got his gun. You know, what I mean, that was just and it was like kind of like a almost an afterthought. But that's what makes sense to me. You know what I mean? The fact that you know he could speak Wookie, which we always kind of assumed because he always could translate for. Chewy, but we never heard like stuff like that is cool. A little world building and kind of show you how smart he is. But yeah. there was a lot of unnecessary Wait, shit that we didn't need. Kessel Run, right. yes, and the Kessel Run was awesome. It lived up to oh. the hype. I did not think they were going to do it in a way where I was almost like holding my breath. You knew he was going to survive, and yet there's a, a moment there where I'm like, <gasps> and then you fucking the the engine goes, and you're like, oh shit, that was awesome. You know, I mean, like, listen, it, you know, it's it was one of those ones that. Like, I wanted to love it. Like, I wanted right. it to be the best Star Wars movie ever. It had some really good points. Like, he meets Chewie. Like right. Like you said, like, right. he, we've learned that he knows, he knows Wookiee. The Lando scene's amazing. Yeah, Lando Kessel steals Rome. the show. Kessel runs phenomenal. But then, like, everything else in the movie, you're just kind of like, why am I here? Like, <laughs> I do feel like, um, the, I do, I still, still kind of hope they give us at least one more solo movie, like kind of finish whatever story they were going to tell. One, because I want to see Ray Park back as Darth Maul, but two, on Disney+. Plus. Well, I want to see Ray Park in live action, but I, I want to see, like, I wouldn't mind if they brought it to Disney+, Plus. maybe do a solo show and just kind of continue the story, like, that'd be kind of cool to me. However, if, if the focus going forward is to kind of tell this giant story across movies and properties and build towards this, like, Avengers-style kind of um, crossover, then I'm all for that. But as we said, uh, how about a Fallen Order in live action? I will say, I don't think, number one, we need a Fallen Order in live action, mainly because the games are already cinematic. So it's kind of like, what's the purpose? Like, we've already, we're have already we seeing it. Games are more cinematic than a game. Yeah. But <laughs> you know. but I do think we're going to get Cal Kestis in live action. We're gonna, I mean, listen, we're at a point now where you don't have to recast the character from the game because it's the game character is an actor. So he was great in the role in the game. Let him come into the Ahsoka show or something and join her. Uh, Buttersworth also said that his mom. That's the kid that played 
That's kid that played Joker on Gotham. Yeah, Joker on Gotham. He was in in Shameless. He's a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal, phenomenal actor. actor. Um, real, I think he'd be a good. This is a funny story, actually. Buttersworth said that uh, his mom's water broke with him watching the OG trilogy. How funny is that? So Buttersworth is a <laughs> is a clear fanboy of Star Wars. And then uh, he, Buttersworth also says in the in the Star Wars movies in general, there's way too many holes. Now is a perfect opportunity to explain those holes. I do think there are a lot of you know. See now, it, they're not holes like. Star Wars, even from the original, was always about selling merchandise, essentially. So the movies exactly. were designed to leave you with questions so that you go out and buy books and comics and toys and whatever to fill in the answers. Um, so I think that's done on purpose, if I'm being honest. Um, but, you know, now I think they could focus more on, on filling all the plot holes in, in on screen instead, you know. I think it was also just written like, okay, always seem to just drop you into a world. Right. They don't really explain, like we were talking about earlier, with like we don't. They don't explain why the empire is bad. They just drop you in. They're like, empire's bad, rebels good. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And just boom, boom. boom they're saying boom, they're like, you see the guy with all the black armor on? He's a bad guy. Scared. Be scared of him. Yeah. You know, so don't really do a lot of like world explaining in the Star Wars movies. Right. Is, I, I think it's part of the mystique of it makes it cool. You know. I, that's what I think too, and I think. There has to be some mystique in order in order to make it like scary or make it interesting and make you want to like ask questions and go out and buy the books and all that stuff. You have to have that mystique. But We've you know, there's a, there's a balance though. Boba. You know, we said that about like what we said about Boba Fett that like the reason why 100%. Boba Fett was one of the greatest characters was because we didn't know anything about him. Right. You know? That made him cool. And the more like honestly, arguably, the more and more they show of Boba Fett. And the more and more they kind of answer questions about him, yes. the worse and worse he gets. You know, he become he's become like a dork in his own show. They made him like this cringy kind of old man who's past his prime, essentially. You know, yeah. I think they would have they would have better it would have been better served to give us a Boba Fett show where they showed us him in his prime, like hunting down bounties and or at least that should have been the flashbacks. We should have seen him as the intimidating bounty hunter that he was. So it would kind of inform why he's so soft now, and it would be a big juxtaposition between the two characters, you know. But now I, that you have Fennec, Cad Bane, in live action, I think it sets up Bad Batch pretty well. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, it does. I I don't know that they're going to give us a Bad Batch show in live action, but I nah, but I guarantee you that they're going to bring all those characters back. I feel like, especially because uh, I think it's Dave Filoni, he's kind of behind a lot. He's like the big brain. Behind the shows uh, overall, like he's the Kevin Feige. It seems like it seems for me. It seems like his goal is essentially to bring all these characters from the animated show: Bo Katan, um, Cad Bane, Black Chrysanthemum, uh, and essentially give them moments in live action. If not, give them their own show at some point. You know, Ahsoka exactly. is a perfect example. He brought her into live action. They did it perfectly because he knows the character and all that stuff. And now she's getting her own show, and I'm as excited for her show as I am for Obi Wan. Oh, absolutely. So. And I think I think Book of Boba Fett's going to turn into like the bounty hunter show. I think so too. That's what that's what if I think I had it's going to be. Guess, if I had to guess like season two is going to be more about like a bunch of different bounty hunters and stuff like that. Season three, I guess. Yeah. No, I. But I think that uh, it's funny because in just one, say two, one and a half seasons, they turned this brand new character that was made for the show 
into not Mandalorian. I'm talking about Book of Boba Fett. Oh no, but yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I, I was I was I'm looking at Pedro Pascal's pretty face and I got uh, distracted. <laughs> no, um, no, I, think no, I agree. But that, line. but that's what they should do though. I feel like Book of Boba Fett. They need to almost pull it back so much and not focus on him. Focus on the world he lives in. You know what it is? Perfect example. It was him becoming the crime boss, right? Right. They gave that to Show us. Bounty, bounty hunter. Right. Now. He's the crime boss now. Move on. Honestly, I I think the right direction to take the book Boba Fett is similar to John Wick. The first John Wick movie focused on him. We we got his backstory. We got his reason for jumping back into the assassin world, whatever. But ever since then, he might be our main character. But the movies have been about building out this world with the hotel and, and the, I forget what they call Continental or whatever. And now we got the show. And, like, I'm way more invested in that. I mean, the action scene is great, and I'm glad he's there. But I'm more invested in what more we learn about the world around him that he inhabits. That's what the Book of Boba Fett should be. Let him be the daimyo or whatever he called himself and focus on characters coming to him and him working out these different problems and stuff. And being ruthless. That's one thing they didn't do. They wanted to make him too good of a guy. And you got to let him be a little ruthless. That's part of the character. What I was going to say about Mandalorian is that in one and a half seasons, they took this character made for TV, brand new that nobody knew, and made him a better Mandalorian bounty hunter than Boba Fett. What did you say? Didn't he in one of the cartoons? No, he was created 100% for the show. Him and, him and Baby Yoda. Think, him and Grogu. Think he's in Rebels. No. He fights. An older version of him is in Rebels, and he fights Darth Maul, and Darth Maul takes the Darksaber off of him. I'm looking it up Colin right now. Din. When did the Mandalorian character... I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up live, so everyone who's watching the stream can see. Get created. Was first publicly described in a brief three sentence synopsis about the series that Forever posted on account. Yeah, no, he was created for the show. He was never, never a character, never character beforehand. But that's a big question, though, right? How did Darth Maul get the dark saber when Jin had it? They show they or show Din. Darth Maul getting the dark saber in Rebels. From who though? Din, call him Din, and that's the Mandalorian's name when the. This might have been retconned. Maybe he was created, and then in season two, when they, the guild names him, they call him Din. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up now. Let's see. Backstory: Mandalorian birth name Din Jarin. Din Jarin. Though it's not revealed until the finale, Mandalorian. Helmet season one. I know the show, but when does he get introduced? Well, here, Darth Maul. No, it says he was created by John Favreau, the creator and showrunner of the Mandalorian. So he was created for the show. And they named him in episode eight. Guess I guess I must have seen something else then. Yeah, no, he definitely wasn't. He was made for the live action show. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> I'll, I'll succeed to you this time. Yeah. Wait, when it comes to Star Wars, you got to give me the credit. I can't tell you what issue and comic and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm on top of my Star Wars shit. Anyway, uh, we can move on because we've been talking about Star Wars forever and I could talk about this for a long time. Um, Obi Wan starts May 25th. Make sure you guys watch it. Uh, one shot and I will be doing some live action, some live reactions. 
not live reactions, but our reactions will be shared on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube Shorts. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about the show on the Theater Room. Each episode, we'll kind of dissect it, break it down. Absolutely. I can't wait for that. I'm so amped for it. I know the show is going to be slower than like I have in my head. In my head, the entire six to eight episodes are just going to be Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fighting, but that can't be the case. So uh, we're going to get – I think we're going to get a great show, honestly, and you know, this might be the show that tops Mandalorian or maybe knocks it off its pedestal as the best Star Wars show. Who knows? I'm going to be saying a lot. Or it winds up – or winds up being just as bad as both. <laughs> or just as bad as Halo. You know, Obi-Wan's going to keep ta- going to have his hood off the entire time. Um, yeah, it can't far. be as bad as Halo. But yeah, so uh, we got a lot to look forward to in the Star Wars world. So let's keep an eye out on that. Our eyes out on that. And uh, let's move on. So the next uh, thing that came out yesterday, I think it was, is The Boys. Season 3 trailer. Our first look at Season yeah. 3. <laughs> This is one of my favorite comic book shows ever. This show is so frigging good. And this trailer is so frigging good. I'm so excited for season three. And for anyone who hasn't kind of been listening, uh, Scythex and I have been talking for a while. When this show airs, it's a prime video show, which means Amazon owns Twitch. So what that means is we can do some live viewing watch parties. And uh, I think think we're going to do weekly watch parties to watch this show. Um, with the G-Gen crew, you guys can jump into. I don't even know how many people we can have max, but 100% I'm down for that. We're going to pick a night. We'll let everybody know, and then if you can, jump on and let's watch together. I'm so excited. This trailer reveals enough about the Season 3. Um, we know that basically Carl Urban and his boys are going to be gaining the ability to get superpowers for 24 hours, and they're going to take the fight directly to superheroes. And the idea of Carl Urban's Billy Butcher getting superpowers so that he could actually just go toe-to-toe with Homelander is just one of the most giddy things I've ever heard in my life. I'm so excited about this. I really can't wait. I'm excited over introducing Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy looks good. Black Noir, we're going to get... It's been confirmed that we're basically going to get more info on him. If anyone knows the comics, you kind of know what what the big twist is with him. I don't know if I want to reveal it. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if I reveal it, but... uh. Just keep an eye out because you know you're gonna find out basically who's behind the they mask. Fly. I'll just say that much. Um, they fly. Yeah. All right. Well, so in the comic books, Black Noir is a clone of Homelander, but a way more psychotic version of Homelander. <laughs> and Homelander's psychotic as enough. I mean, the last season ended with Homelander masturbating over the city because he can do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, like, oh my gosh, this this show is just nuts in the best way possible. Oh, I love the show so much, man. And Soldier. Soldier Boy being added in now. It, don't get me wrong. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Soldier Boy is Homelander's son, right? Yes, it's it's the son he does he doesn't know about. Doesn't know he has. Right. Yeah. Right. That's in the comics. I mean, you know, they might change it for the show, but why would they? They yeah. haven't changed a lot. I mean, they've kind of carried over as much as they could from the show. So from the comics, I mean, they so. have. Oh, I'm I'm excited for it. Jensen Ackles. I love him. I think he's a good actor. Great actor. I, I was, you know, Supernatural was on for 11 years, something like that. Right, like, and there's got to be a reason for it, right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't, uh, the show's not going to last that long unless you have actors who know what they're doing, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm so curious to be- know how they're going to top some of the craziness from the last season. Last season, we had heads exploding all over the place. We had a giant whale just pierced with a speedboat. I mean... <laughs> You know, we had what uh, Homelander melted the eyes. I think at the end of season one of uh, of um, I can't remember her name now, Elizabeth Shue's character. I mean, just nuts. 
just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, and the the twist with uh, mimic, but doppelganger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like pretending to be Elizabeth Shoes character, which is which is amazing. You know, I I one of my favorite uh, little comic book moments from uh home, from season two was when they go to the I think it's the like the ward that basically is housing the the vill- heroes that didn't get out, and the guy I can't remember his name now, but the one who has the big dick, the, he could use his dick, he make his dick grow. You know, he <laughs> like he he uses that to choke out one of the heroes, like. If you have not watched the show, if anyone has not watched The Boys, I urge you, I urge you, urge you, urge you to catch up. I mean, in I think episode one or two of the first season, you go to a sex club with superheroes and you watch as a little a little Ant-Man hero, tiny little person, <laughs> runs, jumps off a table into the vagina of some woman. Like, the show is beyond nuts. It's basically, the whole premise of the show is the Justice League are famous, but they're owned by corporations. So everything they do is recorded, is sold. They have merchandise, and they do they film movies themselves while also trying to save the world. And it's like if you gave the Kardashian superpowers, and they're that rich and and ridiculous and um, out of touch with reality, and then they also could do whatever the hell they wanted because no one could really stop them, what kind of nonsense would they get into? That's the show. And we follow a group of people who just want to – kill every superhero they see. The reality of what would happen if there was really superpowers. Right, right. No, that's really what it is. That's really what it comes down to. If there was really superpowers, you know Disney would own their own superheroes. They would be monsters of people. Now, one thing I'm interested to see is there was some uh, behind-the-scenes drama with the guy who plays Homelander. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, he he was arrested. Anthony Starr, I think his name is. He was arrested for threatening to kill somebody. So I'm wondering if playing Homelander's gotten to his head a little bit and he really thinks he's a superhero. Um, I don't know if he's as bad as Ezra Miller because he's been quiet since then, but uh, he's up there. And it's fitting that... Could have also been. It's very fitting to me that the boys or... or um, uh, what are they called? What is the superhero group name? The Seven, that's what it is. It's fitting to seven, me that the yeah. Seven in the show, which is the Justice League is meant to be a parody of the Justice League, and yet here we have Ezra Miller, who's on the Justice League, who's being an asshole, just like Homelander. I mean, you know, it's happening. It's happening in real life, people. It's all coming full circle. So the show's coming out soon. Let me see if I can get the date for you. What do we got here? Uh, It's got to come out quick. June 3rd. That is not too long from now. Only a couple. We're going to have a couple of short weeks. Obi-Wan. Marvel and the boys all on at the same time. All on at the same time. I mean, that's going to be a lot to talk about every week. And right here in the theater room every Tuesday, we're going to be doing deep dives on every single episode. We're going to give you our theories. I don't know if we're going to have a lot of theories about Miss Marvel because I don't really think that's going to tie in too much to things. But for the boys, I'm excited. I am excited to talk about it and to watch it. Uh, so definitely tune in with us on uh, starting June third. So whatever day that is, the following Tuesday, we'll give you till then. But then you got to watch the episode because we're we're spoiling everything. We're gonna go. We're gonna spoiling talk about every detail we can. Too. So and then the so the last big announcement this week t- today actually this came out. This, this was actually a surprise announcement a couple hours ago. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know it was coming out today. Is uh, She Hulk? We got our very first full trailer of She Hulk. We see her in all her glory. We see. Tim Roth and Abomination. We see the Hulk himself, Mark Ruffalo, and we get an idea of the story. 
What'd you think? What'd you think of the trailer? I mean, you know the comic um, better than me. I know that uh, She-Hulk is a big hint towards Secret Wars, but uh, I mean, I'm sorry, towards yeah. World War Hulk, I should say, not Secret Wars. Um, towards World, but what'd World, you think? World War Hulk. Um, well, She-Hulk. I mean, listen, the the character has evolved over the years in the comics, and I think they're they're definitely pulling from the more recent. Yeah, for uh, sure. Recent comics and. Overall, I think it looks really good. Um, the only problem I'm having is I think it's going to be fixed by the time the show comes out. But the CGI on her face does not look great. Yeah, yeah. And it's in it's, the trailer. But right. I did hear multiple things about like I'm having to go back in and post and fix a lot of stuff. And that's why it took us so long to get a trailer in the first place. Yeah. A full trailer yeah. in the first place. And that's why like the teaser didn't show her face at all she right i mean um, listen so you can't blame them though like the amount of time and effort to oh, create yeah, the hulk yeah. and she hulk and make them look believable that they're really there and in this world and realistic facial expressions the, the whole night like issue is she hulk doesn't really transform right like she makes a decision in the comics and i think they're going towards that route also in this at she's just gonna stay as she hulk that's what it seems like, yeah. So if you're going to have that much screen time, her as She-Hulk, you got to nail that CGI on that. Yeah, that's a, it's a big undertaking. I mean, to me, it's, it's based, off, based off this trailer alone, it kind of seems like they probably should have thought about going the movie route with her. Yeah. Um, I We all know that Marvel's throwing a lot of budget towards these shows. But yeah. this might be a little bit more than they can chew. Although, so they got Mark Ruffalo down. I mean, his Hulk, they've been doing it for years, though, I guess, right? So they're still trying to yeah. fine-tune her. They could basically pull up previously loaded. Right. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> like, they don't need to put a lot of effort into it, right? I'm sure the program's already already there. don't think that's the final product. Though. I don't think so either. Really well, listen, we're not the only ones saying it. If you look on the internet, everyone's saying the same exact thing. So you know Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, and Feige and all them are hearing this. Gonna, so they're going to put their effort into it. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad by know, any stretch. For a TV show, for a TV show full CG character, it's clearly top tier, one of the best looking things. Oh, 100%. But, you know, I mean, we're nitpicking. Right, right. right. When you when you're comparing it to the MCU as a whole, you know, it's a little a little wonky, you know what I mean? First scene when she first first show her face, it's a little jarring cuz you're like something I, and I can't even put my finger on it, but something just doesn't look right. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's not even the uncanny valley because when she's not like making a facial expression, really, when she's just kind of looking with a, like a normal face, it looks almost perfect. You know what I mean? Hold on, I'm trying to get to that scene so that people can see what I'm talking about. Um, it, it really looks almost perfect. The problem is when she starts smiling or talking. It sounds like such a sexist thing to say, but uh, when she starts smiling, it looks. You know, animation. It looks it looks like a cart, like a CGI, like a, a Pixar film almost. It just doesn't look right. There's something a little off about it, and it could just be it could be the lighting, it could be the skin texture. Yeah, you know what I mean. Again, this is also something they could have fixed in post, and, and the final product right. would be completely different. Right, but on the scene, not, the scene I'm, I'm showing, it looks that. fine. She's looking straight at somebody, and it looks good. The action scenes look good. I mean, there is a little wonkiness in the one scene where I think her and Hulk are jumping. They, I guess, he's pre- kind of showing her how strong she actually yeah, is. We're gonna, Listen, we're going to get a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that in, in all of these shows. Yeah. Like even Wanda, yeah. Virginia, and Loki, you know. Even stuff. in Hawkeye, you know what I mean? When you see them do a in little Hawkeye. bit of the unbelievable things, you know. But yeah. 
But I think overall, like, I, I like they're going with it that she's going to be a lawyer for superhumans. And yep. This, that, and the other love thing. that. I love that. I, lo- I love this, that. like, kind of like a lighthearted, you know, I'm She-Hulk, but I'm still going to dress in heels and be sexy and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's just a, a, a good twist on the character, you know. I mean, not on the character, but on, the, on the formula, that's, I should that's say. That's kind of what the the um the current com or the more current comics were about yeah. were like she's still you know a woman she's still gonna be sexy and this that and she's gonna make her new body like kind of like body uh, uh what's the what's the word I'm body positivity right right I am a little curious like I mean this unfortunately the show is not gonna do much to uh get rid of these MCU or MCU people who want to complain about them pushing this like agenda but I mean. Listen, we can't yeah. we can't have Mark Ruffalo's Hulk forever. You know they got to hand the, the the mantle off to somebody. And in the comics, She Hulk is a great character. And like I said, so for me, it hints more and more towards eventually a World War Hulk movie. We have our first look at, an, at some version of the Illuminati. We know Mark Ruffalo's Hulk's going to be here, and she's going to turn into the Hulk. To me, if the World War Hulk storyline is one of my favorite storylines of all time. I love the whole character in general, and I would love to see a live-action version similar to how we got Wanda as the villain of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I would love to see a movie where the Hulk is the villain, and we're just watching him tear through heroes and just... And, you know, he can have his reasons. You know, if they do a a real Planet Hulk first and kind of give him the backstory, make it a two-part World War Hulk kind of thing, Planet Hulk is part one, and then the World War Hulk part is part two, I would absolutely, absolutely be down for that. Um, Well... I, look, I'd be 100% down with World War Hulk. 100%. Ever, yeah. World well, Hulk, my, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that introducing a new Hulk character means that there are plans, in my mind, yes. it means that there are plans to expand the lore behind the Hulk you know, uh, persona, essentially, 100%. which to me hints now, towards a possible World War Hulk movie at some point. The big questions I have about is, I mean, maybe we get an answer to it by the end of She-Hulk, but... He's Professor Hulk, right? She-Hulk, right? right? So we're, we're led to understand that at, at Endgame, that's his new right. It's like he's always Professor Hulk now, right? Right. The end of Shang Chi, right? Is Bruce? Well, so here's my theory. My theory is that in his experiments with her, he kind of stumbles across a possibility to separate the Hulk from Mark Ruffalo. I think I think what they're gonna do is something where he somehow separates the personas, and maybe accidentally creates this like version of the Hulk that's almost always the first Avengers version of Hulk, meaning like more rage filled, can't control himself, just is just angry, yeah. and that could lead to a possible like decision of like we got to get him off this planet. He's gonna fucking go nuts and have an episode. I have and funny feeling we're only gonna get him for one episode of this whole series. But you know that, that's not a bad guess though. Maybe episode one she transforms or needs the the blood transfusion or whatever the reasoning is, and uh, he's there. He kind of hands it to her, and then maybe he's got to go off to do something, you know, for the Avengers or for whatever. I think and, he's uh, gonna train her for like one, maybe two episodes. Like teach her how yeah. to like handle her rage and this, that, and the other thing, and then yeah. Yeah, gonna wind up that's listen. Being... That's possible. And if we go by the way the shows have been, the trailers only really show us the first few like scenes from the first yeah. maybe two episodes. Well, so this uh, one went pretty deep because, like, I mean, th- there's a courtroom fight scene between her and Titania. Is, is Titania the Titania. the main bad guy? 
from what I understand, yeah. I mean, my guess is she's defending Blonsky, sort of right? She's underhanded. Now, what's interesting to see is that we see Blonsky is not abomination. I mean, like we see him as abomination, but we also see him as Emil Blonsky. We see Tim Roth from uh, the Incredible Hulk. I think she's going to have to defend him. But like, so in in that movie, in Incredible Hulk, we didn't. There was no hint that he could transform back to human form. You know what I mean? So that's that, that's that's kind of a question that they're going to answer for us. Shang Chi, he didn't right. transform when he went back in. Right, he was full blown abomination the entire time. So either they maybe built some sort of chamber that suppresses the Hulk gene or something. I did hear, I did hear that Wong's supposed to show up in She Hulk. That makes sense. That makes sense, that especially with his connection to Abomination, abomination and, and Shang Chi. Charlie Cox is supposed to come back in She-Hulk. That would make sense too, because you know she's a lawyer. She probably needs help with people who can, you know, defend. A, a... He's a lawyer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just got the Echo news today, so it's like. That's the other thing. I mean, um, we got our first look at Echo, which is just a still image, but still, that's yeah. it's it's good to see that they're going to continue that storyline. We got our another look at Thor: Love and Thunder with. You know, hot ass Natalie Portman as as Thor, the mighty Thor. I mean, she looks, she packed on so much muscle. She looks so good with she that muscle. Oh my trapped. god, man! But we we got an image of her yeah. and Tessa Thompson, and uh, I mean, honestly, I'm almost more excited to see jacked Natalie Portman as Thor than I am to see Chris Hemsworth back as as Ravager Thor. Like it just Dude, looks awesome. As much as I can't stand these MCU guys. <laughs> Is well, like something going on right now where it's like getting rid of Hulk, they're getting rid of Thor, they're replacing them with their female counterparts. Well, so, I feel like they're um, following the comics, though. You know what I mean? Iron Man, Riri Williams to go over in the comics, She Hulk was in the comics, like you know, Mighty Thor. I don't know, like, I, I don't hate it. You know what I mean? They got to do something different. It is a business, I don't hate it. you know what I mean? They got to make their money somehow. It does seem kind of um, heavy-handed, I'll say. Well, it's it's you know what I mean? yeah, I guess I don't know. It's hard to argue against that, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Maybe it's because I have a daughter, but I don't know. I do but think though, is, look, I don't care. I don't care if you give us a bunch of strong female heroes, right? I, like I'm all for it. Like you want to give? I'm I'm so down with this She-Hulk show. Like yeah. I'm, I'm ready for yeah. it, right? You know what I'm saying I'm down with Natalie Portman as Thor. Um, don't want them to get rid of Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth, also. Yeah, but I guess I mean, the problem is in live action, though, those the actors are going to move on. They don't want to be stuck in these roles forever. Chris, yeah. Chris Evans is a good example. He did it for 10 years, and then he's kind of like, Look, I, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm tired of wearing the mask or the helmet. You know, at least that went to Anthony Mackie. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, because that made sense in the movies. I feel like the one yeah. thing, the one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, the, the strong female heroes have been there from the beginning. Black Widow was introduced way oh, back in Iron Man Two. Natalie Portman was introduced way back in the first Thor movie. It's not like these people weren't around. So it kind of, to me, as long as it still fits the narrative, and it's not like yeah, they're I mean, bringing these random people in. You know what I mean? I'm then not, fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're getting strong female characters. Right. I think right. it's a great thing. I think right. it's awesome. Right. I'm just saying I don't also I don't want to do it to the um detriment of strong of the other strong characters that we right. have already. Right. Uh, right. Like that that's that's where I'm going with it. Well, and that's also I think um to 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 kind of like not to I'm not arguing with you. We're not arguing, but to like I do think that the one thing we have to remember is that there's a lot of strong characters, OG characters and all that stuff that are still around. 
but maybe those actors want to do some other things for now. So it's like they're introducing yeah, new characters. 100%. And we are going to get a moment. Kevin Feige somehow does this. I don't know how he does it, but we're going to get a moment, a movie or an event or something where we get every known hero is going to be sharing the screen together. No, they're going to do that. They're Oh, they're going to. They did it once. They were able to do it with Avengers Endgame, and they brought characters like fucking Howard the Duck into the fold. They're they're going to do that at some point. I don't know when. Hundred percent. You know they might have to CGI and full blown CGI some actors who passed away and bring them back, <laughs> but they're going to do it. And you know when that happens, when that moment happens, it's going to be one of the greatest moments of our entire lives. <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know. I, that's the thing is, um, oh, I'm hoping that She Hulk is us. We got Miss Marvel coming first. Right. She-Hulk's coming in what? Uh, She-Hulk July. is August. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Uh, August 17th. Okay. Miss Marvel and you got She-Hulk both over the summer. Right? right. We also have Thor Love and Thunder sandwiched in between the two of them. Right. Right. Thor Love and Thunder is July. Yep. These three properties, we get some idea about where this whole thing is going. I don't think we're going to do it. I don't think I don't think we're getting it. I I feel like see here's the thing. I no. we were we, I was thinking about this from our from episode 40 of the theater room we talked in depth about uh how everything is kind of disconnected and we have no idea where what the long-term game is. So in phase 1, we got uh what, five movies total, right? It was Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man 2, then Avengers. Right? That was the First phase yeah. of the MCU as we the Infinity Saga. That was over. That was over like six or eight years. Right. So and I they started doing like three a year. So exactly. So I, I feel like phase one we got we five movies. A year. Right. By the end of that fifth movie, we got a definitive Thanos in the end credits or the mid credits or whatever. He's the guy who is behind the scenes, and for the time being, we're folk, we're building towards him. Right. I feel like phase because of the TV shows now, the Disney Plus shows, including like our because they're included with the overall storyline, we're gonna get our our phase one of this new saga is not gonna be five movies. I think we're going ten movies, eleven movies before we get to a moment where it's kind of like okay, this is where we're going. You know what I mean? Doctor Strange was a I think a strong hint with the incursions. I think Loki was a strong hint of what's coming with the branching timelines. And I think by the end of Ant-Man 3 is my guess, is my opinion. By the end of that, where Kang is confirmed is the main bad guy of Ant-Man 3, I think by the end there is where we get our first real clue, I believe, is going to be Secret Wars. And yeah, after they're, that, they're, they're going to build towards They're not hiding the Secret Wars thing. They're not hiding it. I, one thing that they're not making clear is, is that a two-part Avengers Infinity War Endgame style thing? Or is that going to be a one-movie, you know, American uh, Captain America Civil War style thing? Who knows? Yeah. I think it should be a two-parter, honestly. I think that that should be the, the endgame, you know, no See, no pun intended. Want real, like the real Secret Wars. Like. Well, so in Secret Wars, you know the comics better than me, but in Secret Wars you got heroes from multiple timelines, the same hero from multiple timelines fighting each other. You know, or multiple dimensions. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you got multiple Captain Americas, multiple Wolverines. Like, you know, that's really can, it gets very convoluted. But how else do you get the Sony verse, the MCU, maybe the Disney Plus shows? Like, how do you get everything lined up and going at it without Secret Wars? I think we go back to what 
what we spoke about a long time ago, like when we first started talking about all this stuff, is that they're going in different storyline directions for different properties. Right, and, right. Like we, we've spoken about it, that you're going to have, you know, the cosmic MCU, you're going to have the, right. the, the the dark arts MCU or the, the supernatural MCU. You're going to have the ground level, you know, you're going to have the government, political, right. spy stuff. I agree. Yeah. Problem I'm having right now, and if that's the case, great. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for it. We have no confirmation on where any of those storylines are going. But that, so that's that's my point, though, is that right now, if that's the direction they're going in, which I think you know we all we both agree that that's the direction they're going in. But right now, if that's the case, then we're only in we're seeing multiple phase ones of a cur- of different sagas play out. So there's the supernatural phase one. Let's say that's five to six movies, not including Disney Plus shows. We have the cosmic phase one, which, as far as we know, is maybe Loki and Eternals and maybe Thor, Love, and Thunder. Probably just Eternals and... Thor, Love, and Thunder, I would think. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe Miss Marvel. And probably Miss Marvel, yeah, it's true. And then Captain Marvel 2, which we know Captain Marvel 2 is not coming out till towards the end of next year or the middle of next year. So like well, they, they uh, I don't know if you could pull it up, but they also released like official dates for the next like few movies. Let me uh, let me see if I can pull that up there. Okay. But you know, but you see what I'm saying though. So it's like before we had one phase one we were dealing with. It was the Avengers, the OG, the original six we Avengers, and that was it. Shows. So we also didn't have shows. So you were dealing with the original phase one, like we said, we were dealing with one movie a year. Now we're dealing with three movies, three shows. Right. Theoretically, you could still give us some idea of where certain characters are heading. You're right. You're right. right. So, all right. You gave us Black Widow. Right now, we know that Black Widow, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye are all connected. Right. Those three properties are connected somehow. We still don't know where that's heading. You haven't paid off Valentina at all, I we don't know what Shang Chi is linked to. We to something. I have a funny feeling it's going to be linked to Miss Marvel. I agree. Well, just with Abomination thing. alone, you know. Well, not only no, not She Hulk, Miss Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good. Because uh, the most recent trailer that I saw for it, a clear shot of bracelet that I guess is giving her her powers. Right, so you think those are the looks, the brace the um looks very similar to the ten rings. Okay, okay, Extremely that's interesting. Similar to the ten rings. Um, so I got a funny feeling they're gonna link with her with Shang Chi, right? And we know that Doctor Strange, Wanda, and Loki are somehow linked together. Right. Um, which is probably gonna link to Ant Man with Quantum. Uh, well, one hundred percent, Loki has to link to Ant Man. No, we know Kang's. We know Kang's gonna be right. There, right. And you have She Hulk. Where does She-Hulk fit in all this? Is starting another storyline? So, like hmm. maybe Daredevil. Well, again, I th- I think with the Abomination connection, She-Hulk is going to tie into Shang Chi, and more specifically to whatever Wong um, grabbed Shang Shang Chi for at the end of that movie. So, for those who, if you haven't seen Shang Chi, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Go watch Shang Chi. But uh, <laughs> uh, but even if you don't want to watch it, at the the end credit scene. 
for Shang-Chi showed uh, the main character, Shang-Chi, and his friend Katie just kind of hanging out with their boys. And uh, Wong opens up a portal, shows up, and basically says to Shang-Chi, you better come with me. We got, like, you know, you've now entered this, basically, this world. Welcome to the Avengers, essentially. And he turns to Ms. Marvel, to Ms. Marvel. He turns to Katie and says, "Uh, you might want to come, too. And we see Captain Marvel uh, through a hologram, Mark Ruffalo, so Bruce Banner, not Hulk, Bruce Banner, through a hologram, looking at the power that the rings uh, give off. And realizing that they're super ancient, something they've never seen before. So I, th- I, and in that movie, we also saw Abomination earlier in the movie with Wong. So I feel like Miss uh, She-Hulk is going to tie in or connect to that somehow. I don't know how. Obviously, you know she's going to defend uh, uh, Abomination, but it's going to connect somehow. And then, um, That's what I'm saying is like we know, you know, we know that there's is there we got to see if they pay it off right right like, we don't know where moon knight's going to connect because they decided to i think smartly they decided to like not connect it right away because they wanted to yeah so out. there was a lot of rumors they said that originally they were going to have kango and uh one other character from eternals cameo in moon knight and they decided against it which makes sense to me because moon knight didn't feel like it would belong in that cosmic kind of side of things and they did talk about having kit harrington's character from uh eternals uh cameo in moon knight ghost rider possibly being well that was actually they they revealed today that the original there was an original idea for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness to have um uh what the hell's his name uh daryl from walking dead norman reedus as ghost rider fight uh wanda which would have been amazing but wasn't really needed i don't think or maybe maybe it would have helped the movie who knows um again like the rumor mill for that one was all over the place you know, all over the place. Um, and then just so, so you mentioned before life. about pulling up uh, the list of releases. So I, I got it up here. We got Miss Marvel coming out June 8th, right? So we know that's okay. going to introduce Kamala Khan. And there's actually a picture here. Uh, and it looks like you're right. The rings kind of do look similar or like they could have been built from the technology that built the 10 rings. So that's, yeah, that's they're interesting. They're not exactly the same. They look, they look slightly similar. We got Thor Love and Thunder July 8th. So uh, that's, you know, again, very, very soon. We don't know how much of that is going to tie into whatever's happening overall. We know that the Guardians of the Galaxy make an appearance, so probably an extended cameo. Uh, Jane Foster, Natalie Portman gained a ton of muscle and just looks badass as Thor, so I'm excited really about that. It really might just be to send off Thor. I mean, I would like us to get Rune King Thor. Well, I'm wondering, so yeah. you, made a, you made a point you know, just shortly about how they're kind of handing off all the OG Avengers and kind of passing the mantle on to someone else. Uh, I'm wondering if the plan is to give the Thor mantle to Jane Foster going forward and then Chris Hemsworth can kind of do whatever he wants or if yeah. the plan is to give her maybe the give her the movies going forward but to keep him around as the Odin character. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, there, it there is precedence for that. Thor. Yeah. You know, if he becomes Rune King Thor, then, then that would make sense. If he doesn't, I also kind of feel like she might die. I kind of feel like she might too. I, you know, then you got to remember too. Natalie Portman wanted out. She did not want like, to be in the movies anymore. Six more movies, right? Thor. And she's the kind of actress or actor or whatever the you know the the PC term is I these days, do where she doesn't want to stick out. around for ten years. You know, so I do see him doing that because he freaking loves playing. Thor. So that's my point. It's kind of like I almost feel like the, you know Feige made that that the point of saying that they're not going to be doing these long term contracts anymore. They basically only want to work with actors who want to come back and he is very vocal about he'll play thor until he retires 
So he doesn't care. Yeah. He loves playing. As long as they keep allowing him to kind of change the character and grow and whatever, he is back for any movie they want. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But that's kind of a big question mark of how much that ties into the things we've seen. Um, Then after that, we got She-Hulk is coming August 17th. We got our first look at it today. And uh, like we said, you know, Abomination's in it. Uh, Matt Murdock is supposed to have a cameo. Who knows? Um, But, you know, so we'll see what happens there. That's very soon. There's an untitled Marvel Halloween special coming out this October, um, which that's the Werewolf by Night Halloween. Right, special, that's yeah. the strong, strong rumors. It's Werewolf by Night. Um, Should tie into Moon Knight. I think so. It's called the Untitled Marvel Halloween Special, but it is confirmed that it's going to focus on Werewolf by Night. So you know they'll probably just call it that. You know, uh, Black Panther right now is scheduled for November of 2022, um, but. <laughs> We'll see about that. <laughs> I don't know. Like nothing we hear about behind the scenes makes it makes me feel like this movie is actually coming out. So uh, I mean, it'll come out eventually, obviously, but who knows when? So right now it's November. Who knows if it'll stay that way? After that is Guardians of the Galaxy, which is scheduled for this or the release date tentatively is December of this year. But I think it's going to get pushed back. I don't I think, think that's the Christmas special. Oh, I'm Volume sorry. You're right. I apologize. I read Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a holiday special. So that's this year. That's a Disney Plus yeah. thing. Again, we don't know. That could be like a what if type show where it really has nothing to do with the overall canon. It's just a show. Um, Secret Invasion is early 2023. That is, again, a big step toward. That could connect to She Hulk. That's a big step towards the Secret Wars. Did have Samuel L. Jackson show up on stage at the upfronts today? Right. And uh, so, you know, that's coming and you know, that's going to be big. That could tie into Captain Marvel because the scrolls and uh, Nick Nick Fury both tied into her. Or, or the Marvels, I think it's called, is the sequel. Um, now, this list shows Craven the Hunter, but Morbius was garbage, so I'm just going to skip over that because fuck the Sony-verse. Uh, February of 2023 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And like we said before, this movie was is confirmed that Kang the Conqueror is the villain. Now, if you watched Loki, you know that Kang the Conqueror, or really they called him He Who, Must, Who Remains, was uh, kind of the main antagonist there. By the end, that character dies, and the timelines have been branching and exploding, essentially. So, Kang the Conqueror, everyone thought was going to be the next Thanos threat. Um, but we don't know now, because they actually moved Ant-Man up, and they swapped it Excuse me, with the Marvels. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who knows how, how big of a threat that's going to be. We don't know if that's going to end Kang, or what's going to happen. My guess is by the end of that one, like I said before, we'll get our first kind of official end credit scene that basically says... This is coming. This is the, the future. Let's kind of focus and pay attention. That's uh, February of 2023. And then we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May of 2023, May 5th right now. Um, okay. Again, we have zero idea besides the fact that we know Quill, Peter Quill is going to be looking saw, for more. Uh, I saw set photos. There's been set photos, but we have no idea as far as the the, uh, the storyline. We know. I, I have a very big idea what the storyline is What do you be. think it's going to be? High evolutionary. Oh well, that's I guess because we're seeing all the all the people dressed up as uh, characters, right? So, I think the rumor right now is that High Evolutionary is basically the the person who built Rocket, and for whatever reason yeah. they're going to try and track wow. him down. We also know that High Evolutionary. Uh, so what he was was he he had a planet and he was doing experiments on people to turn them into like people animal hybrids. Right, right. And i don't remember in the comics if rocket came from that planet but i think they're retconning it for the movie yeah that, and that would make sense though you know that kind of fits, would, fits the theme sense. but let me ask you this question though um how do you think that would tie into the overall mcu 
obviously they're going to be with uh, Thor at the beginning of Thor: Love and Thunder, but then they're going to be yeah. they're going to go away at some point. Like you know, he, I think they're going to be there for the first fifteen minutes or so, and then go the separate ways. Yeah. We have no idea think, really how this I is going to tie in. No, honestly, Guardians. Um, up until Infinity War, didn't really tie into the MCU. It didn't, so it doesn't have to, right? It doesn't have to. Like I, I think I think you keep them as the like scrappy bounty hunters that are just out there doing Guardians of the Galaxy right. shit until like a world-ending event comes and they're like, Peter, we need your help, type of thing. So we do what right now. Um, what we know about the movie is that they're going to be looking for Gamora, and this is the Gamora from the past that came to the future with Thanos. So she's not the same Gamora we had. She's still a, a you know, point, a reluctant hero, but say it again. Wouldn't that be causing an incursion? I mean, depending on the, you know, if we're looking at the rules that we've been kind of hearing so far, technically, yes, it could. Um, but so she didn't switch dimensions. She traveled in time. So we don't know. Maybe it's not causing an incursion. Maybe it's causing a. Was it a next? I don't know if time travel and dimensions are separate anymore. Well, I don't. Yeah, know who anymore. knows, right? They got to clear that up at some point. <laughs> but in Loki, what do they call it when there was a branch in the timeline and they had to end it? Was it a nexus event? Nexus event. Yeah. yeah. So like, she could be causing a nexus event. Maybe who knows? Um, yeah. We also know that Will Poulter is playing Adam Warlock, which is our first look and really kind of well overdue look at Adam Warlock in the MCU. Um, so there's that, and we also know... I heard there's confirmation of Nova. We There's been a lot of rumors about Nova, and we know that there's a Nova movie in the works at some point Maybe down the road. Confirmed, um, confirmed a Nova movie. That's but we right. also know that uh, James Gunn himself has said that by the end of this movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy as we know them, meaning Drax, Groot, Rocket, yeah. uh, Mantis, and Star-Lord and Gamora, will no longer be. So... You know, there'll either be a new Guardians of the Galaxy group or the name Guardians of the Galaxy will kind of no longer be and they'll kind of move on and come up with something new. Um, after that, in June, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is the only Spider-Verse movie in the Sony brand, uh, label that's worth watching. Skip everything else because we want Sony to sell to MCU because fuck them. And uh, Madam Web is July 7th. I'm just going to skip over it because they're definitely going to ruin that. If they can't get Morbius right... And they're 100 percent gonna move in that, move ruin that one. Uh, we got Captain Marvel two. The Marvels is July of 2023, so we know Miss Marvel from the show is gonna lead to Captain Marvel, and we also know that um, I came Monica Rambo from WandaVision is gonna yeah. be in Cap in the Marvels. So you know that's a long way off with her new powers. Yeah, and then we got Echo so coming out in 2023, which is essentially a sequel to Hawkeye. I see El Muerto, which I guess is a Sony verse, uh, uh, twenty twenty three movie, that's, but uh, that's a some reason. So I don't know what Sony's doing, but El Muerto is that's January twenty twenty four. Actually, I'm sorry. He's a luchador Spider Man villain. Yeah, and Bad Bunny, rapper Bad Bunny, will be playing him. Uh, nothing about that yeah. sounds exciting to me, so I'm just gonna move past it. Um, it makes no sense. And then there's also the announced Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is basically the third, the trilogy of the animated Spider-Man movies. Uh, it's March 2024, so we have no idea what's going to happen there. We could, we could kind of like not dwell on that one. And then at some point, we got Fantastic Four in the MCU, um, which again, John Watts passed, has stepped down from directing it. So uh, and uh, I've heard something very interesting about that. What'd you hear? I heard that they have... He tapped a certain director to come back. 
Oh, um, John Krasinski? Fantastic Four. What'd you hear? Favreau. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. I would love for him to do it. No pun intended. That'd be he, fantastic. He fell, out, he fell out with the Disney execs and came to Iron Man 2. I wasn't like a, a bad fallout because they kept him on to, to direct Mandalorian. Right, obviously he's, he's in good. Hogan. And he he has the I'm hearts like, of nerds across the world, so, you know. And he, he, he didn't cut ties with them. He just off the Iron Man train as far as directing right, is concerned. Right, right. But with the Shane Black and everything like that, um, because he said that the studio was really trying to push him with Iron Man 2 on a lot of different right. things. So wasn't bad blood it just wasn't working out so they moved on right. and went different ways but he kind of stayed with them anyway because ever and the main producer on fantastic four is dave filoni right oh that'd be amazing oh my god that gets me so excited but so th- if that's if that's true i mean it was a i saw a, a couple different sources on it and they did they did preface the news with source that they're getting it from was a newer source that they haven't really used before so we're not sure how true it is but it makes sense to me it makes a lot of sense if you're gonna have anybody restart this whole because really like realistically if we're really thinking about this the way you start a new phase is with fantastic four that see so now that's that's the one thing that i've been kind of thinking about is you know we keep talking about how what direction is Marvel going in right now? What's the MCU overall like focused on? I almost feel like right now we're not even a part of a phase. They're calling it phase four. I don't think... So if we take the Infinity Saga, forget the phases. If we just call it the Infinity Saga, there's a pretty clear through line from the very first movie all the way to the end. Right now, everything is disconnected. And I think the reason for that is because we're just getting a lot of what essentially is standalone properties... And our first real phase, I agree with you, is going to start with Fantastic Four. That'll be like, like this is the beginning of a new storyline, which means that we got a long time to go before we get to another Avengers style movie. I mean, and that's, I mean, I, we all may have to settle in to never see an Avengers style movie again. Well, so that now that's the other thing, you know. We're I think I think one thing that people need to understand is that we're we got used to I guess these high tier high quality movies and capping it off with Avengers Infinity War Avengers Endgame but like you can't expect that to be the build up constantly because it'll just get boring they need to give us like an Avengers style movie could be the X-Men or the excuse me or the the Young Avengers or the Fantastic Four why can't Guardians of the Galaxy the next Guardians of the Galaxy be an Avengers style movie why can't Thor Love and Thunder be an Avengers style movie I mean, as long as, like, to me, Spider-Man No Way Home was an Avengers-style movie. The excitement I had for the movie, the feeling I had during the movie, like, that was the same experience or a similar experience to the Avengers. 100%. So, you know, we don't need it to say the Avengers on the movie. It it, it could be just the hero, you know what I mean? But it's more about how we care about it. a movie with, like... Crossover. Well, I mean, we're also, I mean, think about it, though. We're at a point now where we're getting crossovers almost every movie. Every single movie no. and TV show is giving us crossovers that we've always wanted. No, I mean, not really. Well, uh, think really. think about it. Hawkeye gave us Kingpin. Spider-Man No Way Home, besides which, Toby which and Andrew, gave us Daredevil. Really wasn't, it really wasn't a crossover. That's a crossover. What do you mean it's not a crossover? It's Kingpin from the Daredevils. I mean, they just, they're basically just saying that Hawkeye was in New York where the Kingpin is. And, <laughs> and they fought. 
Well, not Hawkeye. Kate, yeah, Kate Bishop I mean, fought. It's, it's a loose. It's all a right. Loose, all right. Fine. Then, then Yelena, uh, Yelena crossed over into that property. Right. She's a yeah, Black I, Widow. Like, she crossed like over. I don't feel like that's a that's a crossover. I feel like that's the story arc. It's the definition of a crossover. Yelena, it's the definition of a Hawkeye crossover. was kind of like Black Widow too. It's the definite. I'm telling you, it's the definition of a crossover. I we mean, got we got like a crossover to me is like. Infinity War, right? Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy are now working with Tony Stark. No, but you got to remember, never would have seen. But the first crossover we got was Avengers. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't that's not the Infinity yeah. War style. That's a crossover movie. They all work together. I you know guess. what I mean? We have we have uh, um, in Doctor Strange, right? We had crossovers galore. We were not well, I guess cameos, not really crossovers, but uh, we had yeah, cameos. Yeah, you know yeah, what right. I mean? We had a lot of cameos. We don't have a lot of. Well, we had Do- we had Wanda in a Doctor Strange movie. I mean, that's a crossover. You know what I mean? Technically, they're not. I mean, is it? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's the same kind of crossover as. Fast and loose with the term. No, no, no. Now. Wanda showing up in Doctor Strange <laughs> is the same as Thor showing up in Avengers. It's a crossover movie. These. Oh, see, like I look at I look at Thor Ragnarok as a crossover. One hundred percent. The Hulk and Thor spent the entire movie together. That's a crossover. Exactly, it was like a buddy cop movie. Right, so we'll get like, we'll get that. We'll get the movies where you know Doctor Strange spent the entire almost the entire so. movie like, in Doctor in uh, Spider Man No Way Home. That's a crossover, you know. I hope so. We're hundred percent. We're hundred percent getting them. But anyway, so um, Fantastic Four is coming at some point. Um, there's still a lot of questions up in the air about it, but I do think Marvel understands that Fantastic Four might be one of their most important movies coming, and uh, they here, they're going to do it right. Question about my here's my question about this right. This has been bothering me since since Doctor Strange. Okay. We get John Krasinski back as Richards. Right? I'm assuming yes. Yeah, we could. I don't think we Doctor need to, but Strange, we could. Doctor Strange. And this is why they really need to start nailing down the rules to this multiverse shit. Why there's going to be plot holes fucking galore. Well, that's, okay. that's an understatement, yeah. Doctor Strange, every variant that we saw was same Doctor Strange. Right. Really different, but like it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Right, right, right. Every variant of Wanda was Elizabeth Olsen. Bro, same actor. Right. So on and so forth. In Loki, all of Loki's variants are different. Right. But again, Loki is time travel. That's why, that's basically the reason why I say time travel and interdimensional travel are two different things in the MCU because for that, that exact point, your, your, your variant could be someone else. Explained it was the same. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Feige is the grandmaster, right? So I guess who knows, but I don't know. So that's why that's, but that's what I mean is like a lot of this is so confusing to us because we're not getting answers anywhere. Well, we, but we will, anywhere. we have to trust in this process. I mean, I, we are, we are what? Phase four at Black Widow, which we're not really counting. That's right? phase one. It just came out during phase Ish. four, but it's a phase one movie. It, it, it's a phase one movie. Phase two, maybe. Phase two, maybe. Um, yeah. So you got Shang-Chi at Captain America Winter Soldier, um, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange 2. What else do we have? Uh, Hawkeye. And what if, yeah. Oh, you said Hawkeye. And and what if, yeah. That's, you're talking about five, six if you're counting what if, and we know it's canon, but like. Right, right. Really sure about it. You know what I mean? 
let's say five properties and no answers. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's the, the questions are no. too big, so we're gonna have to wait a while before we really get you clarification. Can start answering some of them, man. But start answering every, some everything of them. you answer right now is gonna make make more questions. I feel like. But anyway, let me keep going. Show me, just show me. Let like, me keep at going. The very least, show me Val setting up Thunderbolts. You know what I'm saying? At least then we were like, okay, so so at least then Sam and 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 Bucky they're going to be going against the Thunderbolts. They're going to put a team together, maybe Young Avengers, right? right. You know, maybe get Clint in there. All right, so now we at least have something over there. You know, but we we still we still might find that that might happen. The other thing too is like they had a perfect opportunity with Moon Knight. The link to Kang. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have any kind of link towards the, that with the Ram and Tut with the Ram and Tut storyline. Right. They, they, Kang was Ram and Tut, and this that. And the that other still thing. could and, be the storyline, but yeah, I'm surprised they didn't actually. And it uh, might be, but like, how do you not do that? So anyway, no? let me let me move on because uh, we got we got to wrap it up here. We're hitting an hour and fifty minutes. All right, I'm, um, I'm getting. I know <laughs> it's easy to get it's easy to get off the rails. Uh, so we got Fantastic Four. After, then we got Blade is still supposed to come, which uh, all we've done so far is heard Mahershal Ali's voice. That's a movie. That's full blown MCU in theater release. Right. Um, I know they went back and forth on it that it was going to be a show. It was going to be a movie. No, it it's confirmed now. It's a movie, and it's supposed to be November right. of 2024. So that's a long way off. Yeah. Uh, Captain America long Four long. we know is coming, but we don't even have a, anything close to a release date. All we know is Anthony Mackie is. Captain America officially, and he'll be the main star of that movie. We do know that a Deadpool 3 is coming. We have zero idea what the hell that's supposed to be. Um, we know that they're about to start filming Loki Season 2, so we don't have any idea when that's coming, but that's a Disney Plus yeah. show. We have Ironheart, a Disney Plus show, which is not until tw- 2023 Jeez. or probably 2024. Um, uh, it might be 23 if, if Black Panther's coming out this year. Yeah, that might be 23 because she Armor Wars... Armor Wars with Don Cheadle is also supposed to be 2023, late 2023. And I think I she's going to be kind of a part of that also. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a title for a Disney Plus show about Wakanda that was told, said it was going to happen. But since then, we've had no mention of it. But it was essentially supposed to be kind of like a, a companion show to Black Panther, whereas Black Panther focuses on the people and like in power essentially in Wakanda. This will focus on some aspect of the actual nation of Wakanda. Um, it's probably going to be about the Dora Milaje. That's what I would think. That would make sense. But we've got, literally they mentioned it was coming and that was it. Nothing since then. Um, like that might get thrown out when, when Wakanda. I'm sure. Um, we have, and then I don't know how much this is going to tie into the overall MCU, but there's a sequel show to the X Men animated cartoon that's in the works for Disney Plus. X Men '97. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what if season two is in the works? Uh, and then Spider Man Freshman Year is an animated show that it takes place in the MCU. So this is not a Sony Spider Man property. This is an MCU Spider Man property um, about Peter Parker exactly. when he was a kid, basically. Gaining his powers. It's going to be him getting his powers. Yeah, it'll be basically telling us the origin of him. We also have They're basically going to give us his origin story right. because they never gave us one. We have Agatha House of Harkness uh, at some point is coming, sequel to WandaVision essentially. Marvel Zombies, yeah, which is basically a follow up from or a sequel to What If uh, in the same kind of animation style, but focused 100% on the zombies, Marvel Zombies. And then that's basically everything that's out that's been announced. So a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in the works. And, uh, we're going to be here for it all. Honestly, we're going to be breaking down everything. So, all right. We're all just about on a two hours. We're going to have to call it. Uh, 
because we can go we can go on and on. I mean, I can talk about this for hours. So, uh, for everyone who jumped to the chat, thank you so much for jumping in. Buttersworth, always a pleasure having you in the chat. Zuplex, thank you for taking two hours with me, and uh, we'll be course, back here. If you didn't get a chance to watch it live, you'll catch it on YouTube. It'll be on all the podcasting stations. Uh, I have the all the social media scrolling across the bottom, and uh, GG to everybody, and uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. GG, baby. I think this weekend is the Multiversal Podcast that SiteX runs, so keep an eye out for that. Focus mostly on the gaming world, and uh, we will see you guys next week later. And let's go Rangers! Tomorrow is uh, round two. Let's, let's go. go Rangers! We want the cup?